The AI Today podcast, produced by Cognolytica, cuts through the hype and noise to identify what is really happening now in the world of artificial intelligence. Learn about emerging AI trends, technologies, and use cases from Cognolytica analysts and guest experts. Hello, and welcome to the AI Today podcast. I'm your host, Ronald Schmelzer. And I'm your host, Kathleen Walsh. On today's podcast, we wanted to have a use case series podcast again. So today we're going to be digging deeper into how AI is impacting the banking industry. And for many of our listeners here, banking has been around for hundreds of years. And there's many processes and procedures that are still quite manual and can really benefit from artificial intelligence and just improved technology in general. So we want to spend a little bit of time on this podcast talking about specific ways that AI is impacting banking today. Yeah. So, you know, the thing about banking is that it's primarily about other institutions holding your money, right? Transferring your money and dealing with payments and savings. But then all the other things, right? You think about loans and you think about the mortgages and you think about all these other products and services that the banking industry has done. And banking, which you might maybe think narrowly as you know, savings and checking and that sort of stuff really is actually quite broad because you have investment banking. You have lots of different kinds of banking, you know, banks that specialize in businesses, banks that specialize in individuals and credit unions and all these things in between. And the thing about all these is that when things change in the environment, it's interesting how you notice that the banking experiences are still much more antiquated than you would expect them to be. Because after all, even though we're in, you know, we think about banks as physical handling money, a lot of really what banks are doing is really handling information. Banks are really information technology companies, and they're really moving information back and forth between other banks, between your accounts, between the various institutions. And so when you have something like, say, the global pandemic, it shakes up a lot of these companies that have these banks that have been working on, say, traditional processes and with paper documents, maybe, heaven forbid, and really hurting them, right? So we have issues and trying to modernize, if you will, even further modernize or maybe digitally transform, which is actually the term that most companies and organizations use banks into being much more advanced using artificial intelligence, right? Right. And at Cognolytica, we produce a variety of reports, 40 plus reports a year on the AI space. But one of the reports that we recently did was on digitization and digitalization. And you may say, well, how does this relate to AI? But, you know, as Ron mentioned, there's a lot of processes that still are very manual and need to be digitized and digitalized in order for them to even use AI on it. So for all of our subscribing clients, you have access to that report and we encourage you to check it out. I know that we've already had some calls with some of our clients about it. And, you know, even if they're not in the banking industry, how can they just digitize their documents? So that's one thing that, you know, banks are starting to do. But moving towards AI specific, how are banks actually using artificial intelligence? And one way that they're doing it is they are really talking about how they can become digital. So like I said, with the report, we talked about how they can become digital as well. We're seeing that an increasing number of banks are starting to look at this. Of course, the big banks are starting to do that, but some of the smaller ones are starting to as well. So the pandemic has really, I think, brought to light the amount of human-based and paper 
heavy processes that a lot of these banks had in place. I mean, it's significant some of the operational costs and risk that these banks can have when human error is brought into the loop. So as a result, banks are starting to apply AI to reduce or eliminate much of this time-intensive and error-prone work. Some large banks are using artificial intelligence to enhance many of their internal processes, and that should come as no surprise. So there's multiple bots that are being used by their IT team to help carry out various tasks that normally would require a human and a team of humans to execute. And so, you know, you can say, well, why are they doing this? Some of it is a cost savings. Some of it is just resources. You know, they may not have access to the physical resources that they needed. And now because people aren't allowed to go in the office or you're limiting how many people can be in certain situations and areas. And so bots are able to come in and work through pandemics with very little issue. So we're starting to see that as well. And that can quickly add up to hundreds of thousands of dollars of cost savings throughout a Mm. year. You can have help with IT teams like we talked about where (laughs) we always joke, can I reset a password? But that is one of the most commonly asked questions that you're having IT teams help with, you know, resetting passwords. And if you're able to take the human out of that, think about how much time you can free up for the human to do more higher value tasks. Mm-hmm. You know, in general, we talk a lot about process automation and process intelligence. And we say that, of course, intel- automation is not intelligence. We probably said that probably like a hundred times, maybe a thousand times now <laughs> on our podcasts and in the reports that we've written and in our articles that we've written and so many things, right? And the reason why we're talking about it now, the reason why we sort of talk about this process automation step here is because when the environments change and the ecosystems change, it's forcing processes primarily to change. Here in the U.S., there's a new process involved for getting loans to cover the paycheck to keep people employed, basically. You know, organizations that have seen huge drop-offs in their customer base because people are not going out, they're not you know, spending as much money, they're not traveling, they're not doing all these things. To sort of keep the economy afloat, one of the things that's happening in the United States is giving loans to organizations to keep these people employed. Well, that's basically a banking process, you know, because the banks are the ones that have the relationships with the companies, and they're the ones that need to manage and issue these loans. But these a lot of these banks are still using human and paper-based processes. You can already tell which banks have automated and which banks have not based on just the time and the effort that it takes for them to respond to these changes. And the thing about it is like, really, honestly, why are humans involved in some of these processes? Why does a human need to basically take an application which is done digitally, right, and just manipulate data and then send it to another application which is done digitally? So even though the automation stuff is not intelligence, the problem is that the human and payroll process are getting in the way of these systems operating at these top efficiencies. And so that's just one area that sort of more intelligent processes are happening because as we mentioned in our digitalization and our digitalization podcast, that if you can take the first step, which is just digitizing, take things that are not digital and making it digital, then you can also change the processes on which they're based and make those processes more intelligent. Because now you can use natural language processing, you can use recognition of all sorts, you can use predictive analytics, you can use pattern matching, you can all you can use all of our seven patterns of AI that we talk about because you can actually work on that data. This is actually something that we're spending a lot of time about talking at our Data for AI conference. So for all of you podcast listeners who want to engage more deeply in some of this content, you should participate in our Data for AI conference, which is the week of September 14th 
through 18th in 2020. It is entirely online, so you don't need to go anywhere in person, and it is free to attend. And it focuses on this data side of AI, which honestly, people realize that data is so important for AI, but we haven't had enough things talking about data preparation and data cleansing and data engineering and sourcing data and all that sort of stuff. But without data, you really can't have any of these capabilities. But of course, AI is a lot more than just process automation and intelligence. We have other things that we can do with AI that make the banking experience better. Right. So another area that we've started to see AI being used is with chatbots, AI and financial assistance, so that they can have these virtual financial assistants that help users with a variety of different banking-related activities, such as applying for credit cards or sending and receiving money and helping with just, you know, general everyday banking tasks. So some banks are doing this better than others, that as we've seen, but, you know, it really helps just to take the human out of the loop on areas that are easily handled by artificial intelligence systems. We're also seeing banks helping to mitigate risk. I mean, that's obviously a top priority for any bank. So they are always looking at ways to mitigate risk. So we're starting to see AI being used for that. And that by doing that, so it can help the bank save both money and reduce liability. So if you have improved handwriting recognition or natural language processing and other similar technologies within our seven patterns of AI, combined with intelligent process automation tools, as we talked about earlier, then some of your back office operations can now be handled with artificial intelligence. And you're able to handle a much wider variety, you know, of banking workflows with the help of artificial intelligence. Mm. So naming some names, and we didn't talk about names, but like some large banks like Citibank, they are using AI to automate their documentation tasks related to all the legal and compliance things, the know your customer, the anti-money laundering things, all the various different things that banks need to do as part of their daily digital processes. They can do them automatically now. You don't need to have a human in there like, like doing that sort of stuff. They're also turning to AI to help better track the markets, you know, to help to do more predictive analytics, right? Using machine learning to spot patterns. Of course, fraud. You know, we've seen fraud being used by banks, most notably on credit card processing and things like that. So clearly you can use machines to spot patterns, but a human can't be in that loop. You know, there's no way for a human to look at every credit card transaction. If I mentioned that, you'd think I was crazy if I said a human would do that. (laughs) But, you know, it's honestly just as crazy for a human to be in the middle of every single mortgage transaction and every single loan transaction. Why? It just frustrates everybody, especially if 90 plus percentage of all the applications are very normal. You know, they're the ones that like, the, you just submit the basic thing, you check these forms. You know, if, if there's a process that I can write out in, in paper and say, follow these steps and everything will happen, then I can do that with the machine. You don't really need to have a human there. Keep the humans for the exceptions, right? If you can have a large call center, but you're spending 95% of your call center time handling all the basic stuff, then you can't spend the more complicated stuff. And that's the stuff that actually does need human interaction. This is the standard formula for artificial intelligence is basically use machines to help augmented intelligence, use machines to help humans do their job better by giving them more visibility into the data and basically spotting the patterns, helping with natural language processing, doing recognition, doing all the things that we talk about many, many times. This makes a lot of sense for machines to basically do that. But that's only one way in which these AI systems are helping augment the customer banking experience, right? 
Right. You know, at the end of the day, you do have options with which banks you can use and banks know that. So they want to make sure that they are providing, at least I hope that they want to make sure that they're providing a good, you know, customer banking experience. And so what are ways they can use technology to help enhance that experience? We've started to see AI powered chatbots so that it's able to have a positive impact on customer relationships. Chatbots are able to be used 24-7. So we're taking away that idea of banking hours. We're also taking away that idea, like Ron said, of call centers to be used for some of the more mundane things. Why not start with an AI-enabled chatbot? Have them answer some of those basic questions that don't need humans in the loop on, and then move to the human when the chatbot can't handle it or when that customer wants a more personalized experience. But for certain questions and certain types of issues, you just don't need a human in the loop. So, you know, we've seen some banks utilize this. Wells Fargo has launched a chatbot that helps their banking customers and bank employees with a variety of different things. So it's used for both, you know, the internal and the external customer. Bank of America has also been an early pioneer of chatbots as well with Erica and other banks as well. Capital One has Emo. So you know, a lot of banks are starting to see the power in this. Yeah, and I think that's useful because uh, I can we can actually tell you from our personal frustrations in interacting with some of these banks that emailing some general like customer support help desk, but just sending an email and then waiting for a human to come back, and then the human basically really does not provide any useful information. This is what people accuse chatbots of all the time. You talk to a chatbot like, wow, I'm not getting any useful information. Well, of course, yeah, you can have much much better chatbots, but like really a human. <laughs> <laughs> is providing an answer that's worse than at least the most basic untrained chatbot. That doesn't make any sense. So this is why, you know, we say that like, you know, chatbots, especially intelligent chatbots can solve 80, 90% of the problem and provide a huge amount of value into just in general with what these machines can do and what banks can do. Now we have other things that AI is enabling that, that are much more advanced. You know, sort of like looking at the future, people are looking at using facial recognition for payment transactions. This has already been happening quite a bit in Asia, especially starting to see that worldwide. Now there's been a lot of conversation about the use of facial recognition technology that's neither here nor there. But of course, you know, maybe you can use at least to validate that when you're at the ATM that you know you are who you say you are, maybe some processes for depositing checks and that sort of stuff. That is definitely part of it. There's lots of other ways that, you know, when you have banking systems that can be much more tied to you, think about the hyper-personalization aspect. We talked about that in a previous podcast about hyper-personalization, but it'd be great to have financial systems that are much more targeted to you, make very specific recommendations for saving and investment, make much more rec- better recommendations for you and how you can help spending, maybe give you some more guidance. These are other ways that AI can basically help with the banking experience. Exactly. You know, we work with a bank that works heavily with the military. And as you can imagine, the military, you know, people in the military move a lot. So they may be in the United States for a few years and then they're in Europe for a few years or they're in Asia for a few years and they will move to different regions of the United States as well. It would be nice if there was a system that was able to understand that individual and their needs at that time so that they could say, okay, well, I know that you're moving into this market. So let me give you specific targeted deals for this market or I know that you will be moving in a month from now so let me let me queue up different things for you same goes with you know milestones if you have a child that is going to be entering college soon or the child that was just born you know could banks start offering different personalized offerings to help you save for different things helping you save for a college education fund or helping you save differently for retirement 
based on the fact that maybe now you just had a child. Different life milestones, you know, it would be nice. And we're starting to see that a little bit more, but I think that we still have quite a ways to go with that whole, you know, truly hyper-personalized banking and banking experience. Yeah, you know, in general, we're basically saying, you know, banking is really there to help facilitate human-to-human exchange of you know, money and all the things that banks do. And so really the whole idea is to reduce the friction. If I could summarize everything we just talked about with AI, whether it's the predictive stuff or the automation stuff or the chatbot stuff, it's really all about reducing friction and enabling more value. And I think that's where we're going to start to see more value in banking in general with artificial intelligence. And we see that AI in banking is really continuing to transform the whole industry, you know, providing greater levels of value, reducing risk, increasing opportunities. And the banks that really get ahead of it will do a lot of service. You know, obviously they'll have better customer service and better customer experience, but also they will be able to operate at better efficiency. You have a better margin, be able to offer more services, you know, just in general, offer more value. Of course, you know, with all this stuff, we talk about this all the time, you know, keep the humans in the loop. You know, everything we've been talking about has really been very much augmentative. It's not, you know, we didn't, we're not talking about the autonomous bank. You know, maybe in a future podcast, we'll talk about autonomous banking. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, you know, there's, there's been, there's an often quite as quoted statistic when people like to talk about automation and jobs, because people have said that with the automated teller machine, the ATM machine, people were concerned that when it was starting to be introduced in the 1970s and early 80s, that it was going to wipe out so many jobs in banking. Because if people can go to a bank at any hour of the day, you know, insert their card and do all these transactions, withdrawals, deposits, transfers, blah, 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 people are going to say, you don't need the bank anymore. But it turns out there have been there are actually more tellers employed today than there were at the time just before the ATMs were implemented. It's this weird paradox. And that's because banks realized that the power of the teller is not giving you your money when you ask for it and taking your money and putting it in the pot. That's a dumb thing, honestly. Machines can do that just fine. It's the power of the bank and the bank teller and the bank person is giving you more value to help you extract more value from the asset that is money that is basically stored in the bank. So we see, you know, AI and banking in general, you know, continuing to transform the industry. We see AI providing this augmentative role, adding more value, speeding things up, helping to reduce the friction and really just increase the overall capabilities for for really what's a critical industry, especially in the modern society. We cannot exist without the banking system. Right. So, you know, honestly, it behooves the banks and customers as well to continue to push push for these different services as well. So we'll continue to keep an eye on how AI is transforming banking. But we wanted to spend this time on this podcast today, really giving a high-level overview. And as Ron had mentioned earlier, we do have an upcoming conference coming up September 14th through 18th. It's the Data for AI Week virtual conference. And we will have some panelists and keynotes and participants, some presentations from people in the banking industry as well. So we encourage our listeners to check out that event. You can sign up for free, as we said, and you know we encourage you to do that. And we always encourage our listeners to come. We like to virtually meet you in our trainings, at our conferences, at everything that we do. So go to dataaiconf, dataaiconf.com to sign up. Thank you very much, everybody. And we hope to see you at the next uh, podcast. Yep. As always, we'll post any articles and concepts discussed in the show notes, as well as a link to our event. And we always like to get feedback from our listeners. So if you enjoy listening to this podcast, please make sure to rate us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. Thanks for listening. And we'll catch you at the next podcast. And that's a wrap for today. To download this episode, find additional episodes and transcripts, subscribe to our newsletter and more. 
please visit our website at Cognolitica.com. Join the discussion in between podcasts on the AI Today Facebook group and make sure to join the Cognolitica Facebook page for updates on this and future podcasts. Also subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Google Play, and elsewhere to get notified of future episodes. Want to support this podcast and get your message out to our listeners? Then become a sponsor. We offer significant benefits for AI Today sponsors, including promotion in the podcast and landing page, and opportunities to be a guest on the AI Today show. For more information on sponsorship, visit the Cognolytica website and click on the podcast link. This sound recording and its contents is copyright by Cognolytica. All rights reserved. Music by Matsu Gravas. As always, thanks for listening to AI Today, and we'll catch you at the next podcast.